0: I'm Jake. And I'm Benny. And welcome back to Season 2, Episode 3 of Jake and Benny's Backyard Football.
1: Week 2, we got some more football. We got more developing stories and plenty of things to talk about. So sit back, relax, and enjoy.
0: All right, so Week 2 is finally over. It was a pretty good week of football, a bunch of other good games. Uh, but there was one game that really stuck out to me, Vikings and Cardinals. Now, I did not think this game was going to go as good as it did go. Um, the final score was 34 33. The Vikings missed a game winning field goal. I'm not sure what it is with Minnesota and game winning field goals, but they can just not do it. Never. Um, but considering how bad the Titans just or how bad the Cardinals just killed the Titans a week ago, I was not expecting this to be that close of a game. Uh, the Vikings honestly, they are super surprising. I mean. Last week, they were in a close game. They lost to the Bengals in overtime, which it's the Bengals. That was kind of a bad loss. But this week against the Cardinals, now you have a front runner for MVP. You have an amazing defense. Also, you have that lethal wide receiver core, and you only lose by one point. I mean, the Vikings could be a dangerous team. Uh, Kirk Cousins, honestly, he's doing really good. Uh, Davin Cook is doing great, Adam Thielen's doing good, and they have the amazing second-year wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Their defense is a little bit lacking, which we could see in that 34 points, but their offense is clicking so well. This really reminds me of the Falcons. I mean, these past couple of seasons, the Falcons have been exactly like this. We always see them doing amazing on offense and just get killed on defense, but now the Falcons are doing terrible on both sides. But going back to the vikings there was a hot take i saw going on that mike zimmer's on the hot seat and i don't know if i really see it
1: yeah no i don't know i don't know what to make of mike zimmer like he's not like a fringe head coach like he's good enough to get his team to the playoffs he's done it multiple times Mm -hmm. i don't see a reason that he should lose his job or anything it's just i don't know what it is but there's just something that's missing from the vikings every year it's the defense. It's, yeah, it's whether it's defense, whether it's injuries. I mean, you name it. I mean, Kirk Cousins his first year with the Vikings, that was a problem, Yeah, but I wouldn't put all of the blame on Zimmer exactly.
0: No, definitely not. But yeah, Kirk Cousins has been really surprising, which honestly, I'm kind of cool to see that. I, I think it's, I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, I have his stats right here,
1: uh-huh. five yards short of 600. So he has 595 yards, five touchdowns, no picks.
0: Yeah, he's been playing pretty good. Uh, Dalvin Cook, of course, been doing good as well. I mean, last week there was that fumble that should not have been a fumble. He was down before, but Definitely that's that, yeah. that's old news. Last week was kind of it's kind of iffy with the referees. Yeah, the the officiating yet. this season in general has not been very good. I mean, yeah. we saw that in the Seahawks Titans game. Now I was rooting for the Seahawks, but Julio Jones, he got that. That was. That was a touchdown. I mean, that was probably one of the best catches I've seen. That was a touchdown. And the safety on Russell Wilson, that should have been called a safety. He did intentional grounding in the end zone. Boom, safety. Um, But overall, the officiating just in general has not been very good this year.
1: Yeah, no. Like you said, with Russell Wilson doing intentional grounding in the end zone for a safety, it makes you think about the Chargers game Yeah, when Justin Herbert threw the ball away. It wasn't even intentional grounding. There was a receiver in the area but they called it a sack it's just ridiculous
0: yeah just overall officiating has been terrible this season and the taunting don't get me started oh on the taunting goodness, uh, horrible. we're at a point in the nfl where you cannot even celebrate that you're doing something good for your team they uh there was one play recently and i, I forgot what it was i think it was just a great catch i don't remember the receiver or anything but he got up and he just kind of like he threw the ball down and just Kind of just like, I don't know. He was very animated with his arms. He was happy, got an amazing clutch catch, then boom, taunting. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. What do you expect a player to do after, you know, putting their name on the stat sheet? exactly it's different if they're like getting in the defender's face and like being a problem or the uh, yeah whatever but if they're just celebrating like not like not gloating or anything even then if you if you make an impressive play you have bragging rights yeah of course as long as you're not like toxic about it yeah you're you're not putting fingers in other people's faces if
1: i mean if you're not doing anything too disruptive i don't think for sure
0: yeah it shouldn't be a problem uh, anyways, besides that game, what's another game that stood out to you? Chiefs and Ravens is definitely one to look at. We for can, sure. We can finally stop hearing about
1: that stupid stat line of Patrick Mahomes always winning in September, and Lamar Jackson finally gets his first win against Patrick Mahomes, which yep. is definitely well-deserved. Uh, overall, a fantastic game.
0: Yeah, I was kind of rooting for the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs more than the Ravens. I'm not a Chiefs fan by any means, but I like Mahomes uh but yeah seeing uh clyde just fumble that i mean he's been off all season long i mean i feel bad for all those fantasy owners honestly yeah he's just been really off i think he he hasn't even broken 10 points in fantasy yeah. he's been terrible he didn't get any red
1: zone he never gets red zone touches which is one thing you yeah. can take away from him and like that fumble that you brought up uh it brought an amazing final drive from the Ravens where Lamar yep. Jackson he makes a call on his own John Harbaugh yelled at him from the sideline he was like do you want to go for it do you want to go for it it's up to you and Lamar said yeah
0: it was fourth and one he took it himself and he got that last run and that sealed the game yep but yeah as he said seeing that the Chiefs or Mahomes finally lost in September that's that's insane uh I'm not trying to discredit the Ravens by any means because they played amazingly but That just shows how impressive of a quarterback Mahomes really is um but yeah besides that lamar he's been playing amazing this season and if you guys listened last season i wasn't a huge lamar fan but i'm putting that behind lamar jackson is the real deal i've i don't know why i doubted him so much but he's proved that he could pass he could run and his play style isn't disappearing anytime soon he is definitely
1: the main force on his offense, whereas... Like, he's the
0: only thing on their offense. Yeah,
1: whereas you look at Tom Brady, he's a big force on their offense, but they got Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, uh, not Ronald Jones this <laughs> season, but um, you know, he has players around him, whereas Lamar doesn't. They really rely on the read option, kind of like kind of like what you see with Russell Wilson yeah. uh, throughout his career. Now he has uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, but... He really didn't have too much help around him towards the yeah, middle of his exactly.
0: career. But yeah, um, Lamar Jackson's game I respect. Uh, besides games, I want to talk about the player of the week for offense for me. Um, It's going to happen some, sometime this season. And you don't even have to say it. Everybody knows. Unfortunately, everybody. it happened this week against Seattle. Derrick Henry. After a tear, or not terrible, after a very irregular week. Yeah, mediocre week one performance by him. He came back, and he did typical Derrick Henry things. He had 182 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns. He was uh, 6-for-6 on catches, and he had 55 receiving yards and had a whopping 47.7 fantasy points. Now, he may have killed my Seahawks, but at the same time, he did help me win fantasy this week. Uh, Yeah, Derrick Henry, I mean... Every single time he has a bad game, it seems like the game after he immediately goes right back. I mean, look at last season when they played the Packers and he did absolutely terrible uh, in the snow and everything. He had a terrible game. Week after went over and played the Jack, no, the Texans. He dropped 200 yards, uh, past 2,000 rushing yards that game. It's, it's like. He really does take those losses to heart, and he just bounces back insanely the next week. With uh, with Christian McCaffrey gone, this just again solidifies him the best in the league.
1: Yeah, definitely one of, if not the best, running back in the league. I mean, he could do it all. Uh, as long as you, as long as you have Derrick Henry on the field, uh, you're winning games. I mean, you can have good or mediocre wide receivers out there with a decent quarterback, but nowadays. I mean nowadays we do see air raid offenses but with derrick henry in the backfield you don't really
0: need that also considering that this is a very pass heavy league i mean just looking at the difference between football oh like 10 years ago to football now you definitely see the difference in between running and passing games because all it was back then was just heavy runs. You have so many of your great running backs from that era, and it was just all running. And then now you have your Tom Brady's, your Mahomes, your Wilsons, your Rodgers, and they're all they all rely on their uh, throwing. Like they all rely on the pass game. All those teams rely on pass games. And then there's the Titans. They play like an old school football team, but yet they also have that new aspect with the play action. They also have amazing wide receivers with uh, Julio Jones and AJ Brown. So the Titans, all the, I mean, I know last week I was saying that they're going to be like terrible or whatever, but if they can just click on offense, then they can do amazing things. Granted, they let the Seahawks put up 30 points. The defense is terrible. They've been terrible, but as long as that offense clicks, they can win those games. Um, How about you? Who's your offense player of the week? Kyler Murray. Easily. Understandable.
1: Uh, I made a move for him in fantasy. I have him on my team now. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled. Uh, he did amazing week one and he just did even better this week. He had an 80.6 completion percentage. Keep in mind that quarterbacks usually on average, I think complete 72% a game. Yeah. And he completed 80.6% of his passes. He threw 400 yards and had four total touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, but he had three passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. His passer rating that game was still 117.6. Something I love about Kyler Murray this season compared to last season, for example, is that he's showing more gunslinger capabilities. Yes. Uh, He's putting the, if he thinks he can make that throw, he's gonna make it. Uh He doesn't have any doubt in his mind. He's gonna take it and he's gonna throw it. That is why he has a couple picks, but it's also why he has four total touchdowns. Yes. He has a beautiful team around him and it's a really threatening offense. I think if Kyler Murray, If he can keep playing at this level i mean it's mvp quality and i it is it is maybe too early to talk about mvp but screw it i still like talking about mvp like probabilities
0: kyler murray is looking like that in just two games i'm not gonna go into mvps because last season i went into it way too early and it flopped but i could agree with you on that one um yeah i mean just something about the titans and the cardinals their offenses when they can all click it's just high scoring and it's insane and they're honestly some of the best offenses to watch when they're clicking like that but then also there's been games like last season there was some cardinals games and the offense did not click and it was terrible i mean we saw it last week with the titans they didn't click it was terrible but as long as those and like honestly i can compare the cardinals and the titans pretty evenly because those cardinals defense led up 33 points that is not something to be super stoked about. However, your offense can carry you like that. Your quarterback can carry. Yeah, you your cause, quarterback cause can that carry you. Because
1: that first game against Tennessee, he threw 289 yards, four touchdowns, and he rushed for a fifth one. So I mean, Kyler Murray is getting it done, and he's basically the Derrick Henry of the Titans right now. And They're it's kinda, very similar.
0: It's kind of crazy how I was just comparing uh, all these football teams to old school football and saying that Derrick Henry is a uh, great representation of that run game. Kyler Murray is a perfect representation of the new age of football. And the thing is both their offenses are so fun to watch and they're like a perfect, just, uh, they, they contrast each other so well while watching football. Cause yeah, you watched Derrick Henry, he had 39 attempts uh, on Sunday. And that's the definition of a hardcore running team. They gave
1: him the rock. They gave him the rock and he he, did his job.
0: He averaged 5.2 yards a carry. Yeah, exactly. And then Kyler Murray, you have him over here, threw 400 yards. Those two offenses contrast each other so well. And I really wish that week one matchup was more fun to watch. Definitely. It would have been more enjoyable if it was. For sure.
1: One thing I do want to, one thing I do want to bring up is Mike Edwards as well on the defensive side of the ball. I remember I was looking at Fantasy and I saw that the Buccaneers defense at this point in the game had two points and it was towards the end of the game. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go to bed. I'm just gonna forget about it. I wake up and all of a sudden they shoot up and I'm just like, what happened in those last few minutes? Uh, Mike Edwards happened. He had two pick sixes and he also had three pass
0: deflections and four tackles. He played amazing. Uh, Call this a weird stat, but Mike Edwards, he has more touchdowns than uh, from Matt Ryan than any other receiver on the Falcons roster right now. Uh, but yeah, I think we both agree with him, or that, I think we both agree that he was the uh, defensive player of the week. Uh, yeah, two pick sixes, you don't really see that very often, plus the three pass deflections. What does this say about the Falcons? Now this is two weeks in a row of them just absolutely getting killed.
1: What this says about the Falcons was, just take it back to the draft Kyle Pitts wasn't going to change the offense no He uh, is he a fantastic prospect yes tight ends do they normally excel their first year no do they normally excel their second year no I mean Kyle Pitts is going to be somebody that we're going to look at five years from now and be like oh what a great player. look pick. at Travis Kelsey for example yeah George Kittle even yeah. I mean I don't think he did anything his first two seasons and now he's one of the top three exactly. tight ends in the league arguably we could see something similar with Kyle Pitts but the Falcons can't focus on the future right now. I mean, they're playing terribly right now. Yes. I, uh, I read that they're averaging 40 points allowed.
0: Yeah, they are. It's embarrassing.
1: They gave up 32 to the Eagles, the Eagles. And granted, Jalen Hurts is balling out this season. I My argument for him last season is looking very valid. I'm glad that they're letting him play to his full extent. And then they gave up 48 points to the Buccaneers. Yep. I don't know what to say. I mean, the Falcons just need to be better. Uh, I wouldn't say that it's. I wouldn't say that it's Matt Ryan's fault. I feel bad for the guy. I think he deserves a better team. And I think that's all it is. It's
0: just the team and the coaching—they're just not clicking. Now, you guys, uh, if you listened to us last season, you know that my takes don't normally age well. However, I did predict that the Falcons need to be in that rebuild phase, and they are refusing to enter it. I mean, you have an old, or a veteran quarterback. I mean, Matt Ryan, last season, he still was playing good football. It was kind of the same with the Cardinals and Titans. Their defense is just terrible. But they got rid of Julio Jones. I'm not sure what's happening with Calvin Ridley. He's not really doing much. And, uh, yeah, it's they are not a good team anymore. Like their offense was good last season. It was good enough to where they'd win some games, but their defense would always let up in the end. I mean, they're notorious for those blown blown leads. But then, yeah, now it's just every single aspect of the ball, like every single aspect is missing from that football team. And I, yeah, I made it a point that the Falcons should be in that rebuild and they definitely need to enter that next season. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much going to conclude our uh, Game of the Week and Player of the Week talk. So let's get right into some news. So 49ers linebacker Dre Greenlaw is to miss six to eight weeks after a groin surgery. This is looking like last year. I believe he was hurt last season as well.
1: Yeah, he was. Actually, among
0: the other, the the whole entire other players other in the defense.
1: injuries that they suffered
0: uh the Niners they um there's 2-0 right now uh everyone in the NFC West is 2-0 except one team not really want to mention them right now uh but yeah the what 49 team? uh the Seahawks uh <laughs> the 49ers are doing pretty good especially defensively and Dre Greenlaw it's gonna suck not having him but they have that depth they have enough players to where he's not going to be necessarily needed although he's definitely a benefit he's a great linebacker he's very underrated um I always pick them up in Madden when I can. Uh, but overall, I don't think this is that big of a deal. However, if other players start going down, then it's gonna be a big deal. Oh, most definitely. Um,
1: I don't know what they need to do different in the locker room, but I don't know, they need to take more vitamins or something. Cause, Cause
0: these injuries, man.
1: They're piling up and we're seeing it affect other teams too. Uh, Denver, uh, I think we have something on here too. They've got a couple injuries. Yep.
0: Uh, So, non-injury related news, Urban Meyer, Uh, if you guys don't know, he was a former college coach going to NFL. He's the head coach for the Jaguars, and apparently he is terrible. Uh, He has a bad temper, according to coaches, and he is threatening all of the coordinators' jobs. Considering that he was a huge part in hiring those coordinators is very questionable, because this not only questions him as a leader no one wants to always be like, th- have their job there. And that's not going to make your morale go up. But the fact that he selected these individuals and he's the one that's criticizing them so much, like that's just a horrible look on you overall.
1: Yeah. Not to mention when the Denver media approached him, he refused to talk to them. Yeah. Uh, really just a bad look on you. I think he took, uh, he bit off more than he can chew. Unfortunately, he's used to being on a winning team. Yeah. He's used to being on a college team where as in the NFL you're gonna lose it's the
0: reality of it um and especially if you're going on to a team like the jaguars you're gonna lose a lot yeah like your first two seasons you're going to lose a lot of games
1: i don't want to slander my team or anything but look at the browns for example they haven't won week one in like 20 something years or something Mm -hmm. like that but look at them last year they lost week one and you know the coach is not there like Oh, if you don't perform better, I'm gonna fire you
0: or refusing to talk to the media. Oh, this is over the summer when this is happening. Oh, really? Yeah. So it wasn't even during the season and he's I can't imagine what he's like right now.
1: I couldn't imagine that. But going back to my example, like they they lost, but they still went on to go win a playoff game with Baker Mayfield. That was
0: the first one in forever. Forever
1: since two thousand two. Yes. Uh or First appearance since 2002, first win since 1993, I believe. That's
0: insane. Very insane. But that shows a good quality in head coach, though. You don't see him going ripping ripping yeah, the whole entire he's offense.
1: Not, he's not ripping the offense. He's not ignoring the media or anything. He uh, Kevin Stefanski is professional. And we're just not seeing that with Urban Meyer, unfortunately. And... I think it's affecting his players. Look at Trevor Lawrence. I mean- Trevor Lawrence is doing terrible. I know. It, I mean, if you look at the film, he's got good ball placement and the passes that he does complete and the touchdowns that he does throw, they look fantastic. But there's just those issues
0: that, I mean, the issues are the interceptions. Is he have five right now? He has four touchdowns, five interceptions. Yep. Uh Again, he's a rookie. Uh, can't give him so much slack. Like, I have to cut him some slack. But it's a coaching problem. Oh, most definitely. And then uh, another issue that Urban Myers has is over the summer, they gave him control over the whole entire team. They have a GM, however, they just gave it all to him, and I don't like that because it's not college anymore. it's the NFL. It
1: doesn't work. You're not gonna like have it.
0: these players for only four years. It's gonna be a long term thing. However, he uh, franchise uh, or franchise tagged left tackle Cam Robinson. And that just goes to show that he trusts he trusts their O-line, every single O-line from last season. Keep in mind, they went 1-15 and they were one of the most sacked teams in the league. He trusts that O-line enough to franchise tag their players. Every single starter from last season on that offensive line is back again. And that just goes to show how terrible the Jaguars are evolving. Uh evolving. You, you brought this up in our first week. You said that the Chiefs it was insane how the Chiefs were able to rebuild a whole entire offensive line in one offseason, but yeah, teams like the Bengals and the Seahawks, now the Jaguars can't even do it within span of five years.
1: It not only goes to show that coaching is important, but just general like under like competence. It's it's hard to season.
0: see a GM be a good coach as well. I mean, Bill Belichick's really the only good example I could think of. I got another one
1: um i've got another uh great example of a bad one uh bill o'brien that's exactly what i was just about to say bill o'brien was a gm and head coach for the houston texans and the only thing he did for them was (laughs) lose games and ship out deandre hopkins and jj watt
0: yeah so um also he traded away deandre hopkins for duke johnson right Yeah, been some pennies worth of picks. So for our next news, uh, the Jaguars actually just released running back Duke Johnson. So just keep in mind, you trade away one of the generational talents on your uh, offense was DeAndre Hopkins. And then you cut that running back that you signed not even a season later, just for him to get cut by the Jaguars. Like that just shows how terrible of a trade that was. I'm not trying to bash on Duke Johnson because he honestly isn't terrible. He's, he's just, just a veteran. Yeah. He's just getting he's just getting up there in age uh but but if you DeAndre have deandre hopkins deandre is doing great part of the reason
1: why kyler murray is exploding i mean look
0: you looked at, like for going back to the texans with uh when watson and hopkins were both happy over there with jj watt they were do- they made the playoffs that year and uh d hop didn't have a single drop all season long i think he had 123 receptions on a single drop and you don't trade away someone like that especially for duke johnson and pennies worth of picks and yeah and like i think they got like a six round pick uh that should have been a blockbuster trade that's one of those like jamal adams trades that's one of those huge trades where you get huge draft picks you get maybe a solid player that's going to be a starter you don't just give away him for nothing
1: most definitely i think that's the best way to put it
0: uh the packers they placed uh edge rusher zadarius smith on ir the Packers defense—it was very bad in that first half on Sunday yes. night or Monday night. Uh, I did get to watch that full game, and that first half I was very surprised by the Lions. They were keeping—they actually had the lead all the the whole entire first half, and they were just embarrassing that defense. And then um, going into the second half, they had a crucial fourth and one, which they failed to convert. And ever since then, the Packers just annihilated them. Uh, there was kind of a huge news story going around about this game, and it didn't actually involve any of the players. It involved a better, he bet twenty-five dollars on a sixteen-team parlay, um, and he got all fifteen. He got fifteen out of the sixteen teams right. And his last game was the tight or the Lions and the Packers, and he bet on the uh, the Lions would win. And if he if they would have won, he would have gotten seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. why would you bet on the pack why would you bet on the lions on monday night football i think they never get any primetime games and you know aaron Rodgers isn't going to do that bad two weeks in a row
1: no and not only that but i think i don't know if it's pittsburgh or the pack i'm pretty sure it's the packers i think they do have like a winning streak on primetime like they do i think there's something like five and l or something like that in primetime games
0: yeah, like the past, I'm never you will never hear me taking the Lions over the Packers on a Monday night football game in Lambeau Field with Aaron Rodgers. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even hear me taking the Lions if it was Sunday morning. To yeah, be honest. They're just not beating the Packers. And the fact I mean, I think he did cash out before the game because who expects to go 15 for 16 on a parlay? Uh he so I think he got around $100,000. But man, if he would have made that right pick I mean, sure, he would not have gotten as much money if he would have been on the Packers, but he still would have gotten a pretty significant significant amount. He would have been half a millionaire. Yeah, half a millionaire. Uh, besides that, Saints placed Marcus Davenport and Quan Alexander on IR until week five. Now, this is pretty big because those are two big players in their defense. Especially Marcus Davenport. Yeah, Marcus Davenport is a crucial part. Quan Alexander, he, I, he hasn't really been heard of that much uh, recent as of recent, but last season he was... He was pretty important. Definitely. He's still an important part of that defense. Uh, The Saints defense got picked apart uh, by the Panthers on Sunday. It was pretty much the complete opposite of what they did in week one. Which was very surprising because we were praising Teddy, or not Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Jameis Winston. And he threw, he did Jameis Winston stuff, threw a few picks. Uh, But again, it's week two. Maybe we hopped on the high horse too early with him in week one, which probably we did that because football was back and we were just excited to have some, new upsets and stuff. finally have some stats finally have some stats but maybe Jameis is back I hope he's not back because I like Jameis he's a funny guy but yeah uh, not having those two players is really going to hurt their defense and granted it is it is only until week five so the worst that happens is they lose out they go one and four those first those first couple weeks they finish 13-4 and four. that is if they win the rest of their season which I don't really see that happening yeah, I don't. <laughs> but anyways, uh, next piece of news, uh, Eagles defensive end Josh Sweat signs a three-year, $40 million extension. I believe it was uh, $20 million of it is guaranteed. It's, it's good to see that the Eagles are trying to secure somewhat of a, fe- of a future because uh, the Eagles have not done anything to start over in a long time. I think when they made to the Super Bowl, they thought that they were good. Like they didn't need to restart or anything, which, I mean, granted, they had a great team, but that team fell apart very quickly. I think it fell apart within that offseason. Yeah,
1: most definitely.
0: So it's good to see that they're actually trying to uh, rebuild some stability over there. And uh, Josh Sway, he's a solid defensive end. For sure. I
1: think, I think That's it's a good deserved. contract. I think it's deserved.
0: Definitely. Uh, quick little news. Browns work out three new running backs. I'm very shocked by this. Now, as a Browns fan, I want to hear your opinion.
1: Well... I mean, the thing about it is just really for depth. I mean, we have Nick Chubb, we have Kareem Hunt, but I think they're just a little uneasy about Dearness Johnson. He's a little more inconsistent. Yeah. I don't think it's anything too. I don't think it's anything too to be shocked over. If anything, I think this just shows that the Browns are perfect in depth. If they don't, if it's gotten to the point that they're working out running backs, something that they don't need, they're more than definitely fine on the roster.
0: Yeah, they have the best backfield already with Chubb and uh, Hunt. I mean, we see it every week how effective that is in the red zone. So, uh, this is kind of interesting. The Jets heavily considered keeping Sam Darnold. Uh, It was the Jets that ruined him. He is doing amazing over in Carolina. He's he's actually 3-0 right now, and he played pretty good tonight. I think he had a little over 300 yards. 300, yeah, just a tiny bit over. Tiny bit over, but he's doing great over there. And I'm happy that he got out of that dumpster fire considering how bad Zach Wilson did last week. Again, he's a rookie. I'm not going to go off on him too much, but four interceptions, no touchdowns. That's pretty terrible. You're No matter what, even in college,
1: you're going to get thrown out for that.
0: Yeah. Just really poor play from the Jets. Very poor play from the Jets. Uh, but yeah, Darnold, it's kind of interesting because it seemed like they were really keen on getting Darnold out of there. Uh, I know sella uh, he didn't really speak too much about it, but it seemed like off of the few things he did say, he wanted Darnold gone. He just wanted a clean slate. Yeah. Just yeah. one of those
1: like, you know, your toxic ex-girlfriend type stuff. Uh-huh. Just just like that. Uh, one thing I think is interesting is Teddy Bridgewater was on the Panthers and he did mediocre and then Sam Darnold was on the Jets, did horrible but then Sam Darnold goes to the Panthers, where Teddy Bridgewater did bad, and he's playing good. And then Teddy Bridgewater left, and he went to Denver, and he's playing exceptional.
0: Okay, we don't need to talk about that.
1: <laughs> I just think it's crazy to see that it really depends on the, the team play that you yeah, the play style, the team that you're on. Because I mean, even you, for example, like I, I, I know this is, I know. It's not your favorite take of yours. But Teddy Bridgewater is doing great in Denver. Yeah. Whereas Carolina has a history with mobile quarterbacks. They had uh-huh. Cam Newton. So you'd think he'd su- uh, succeed over there. Whereas in Denver, they don't. They- a mobile quarterback is the opposite of what they so, have. Um, Drew Lock, and- Manning,
0: Elway. Those are not mobile guys.
1: Yeah, definitely not. But he's excelling. And I just think that's something really cool to talk about. Is it
0: definitely is. How important
1: the team is to... It just shows that how we do praise the quarterback position as you know, the savior of the team, the face of the franchise, but it's also the franchise that surrounds the quarterback that really can put them in that spot.
0: Yeah, it's definitely weird to see considering how different these two these two quarterbacks are playing from the previous seasons. Uh, next piece of news, Vikings defensive end, Everson Griffin suffers a concussion after a car accident. I think he should be good by week, uh, for this matchup. I'm not sure though. Uh, they do Emerson Griffin was a huge free agent last season I remember he was talked about a lot I think he played at the Cowboys for a few games got cut and now he's back with the Vikings Mm -hmm. kind of a weird story but hopefully he's good it's it's good to see that the car accident wasn't that bad only a concussion Um, another piece of IR news Raiders placed Marcus Mariota on IR I kind of forgot about Mariota I mean I know he balled out that one game last season when Derek Carr got out he played really good. I forgot who it was oh, yeah. against, but yeah, Marcus Mariota played really exceptional. Um, I still don't know why he's taking on the Raiders, especially considering how many teams needed a new quarterback this offseason. He could have gone to so many teams. Yeah, he could have gone. He still can go to teams.
1: I think he could, yeah. Like
0: he- the Texans. I mean, Tyrod Taylor, we'll get to that in a little bit, but he's out. He could go over there. He can go to the football team. The football team means a quarterback. Granted, Definitely. they won this week, but they still could use a quarterback. Um but yeah, he's hurt right now. So either way, it doesn't really matter what team he's on. Uh, Chandler Jones has not talked about contract extensions since July. I see him leaving. But if it's I mean. since July and you have not talked about it at all, you're out. Uh, which is very weird because he, as you said, an amazing week one. Uh, five sacks. That could honestly be the best defensive like week for a player all season long. Oh, for sure. Um. But I could see him leaving and that'll be a huge loss in that defense because the defense, they're good. They did allow 33 points this uh, week and uh, his presence wasn't really felt as much as week one. However, he's still very important to that team and he can excel anywhere, honestly.
1: Oh, for sure. Whichever team picks him up, um, they picked up an amazing five-star player for sure
0: considering he's 31 and still playing this good is really crazy i mean we see a lot of older defensive players still play i mean von miller he's playing great football bobby wagner just had a career game in seattle uh or actually a franchise game in seattle i think he had the most tackles in the seahawks game with 20. um so all these old players are still doing like really good and he's only 31 those other guys i mentioned are 34. These players are still, they're getting up there in age, but they're still playing exceptional football. So Chandler Jones still has a lot left in in the tank. Uh, The Saints tried to trade for Kyle Fuller, and I guess they're looking for a new cornerback during the offseason, which I don't really think they needed one.
1: I think they could use, like, a second one. I mean, you know that they got uh, Marshawn Lattimore, but I can't think of the guy next to him.
0: That's true. I think it's... uh, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Lattimore is such a superstar. They don't really ever think about that cornerback too. Uh, But yeah, Kyle Fuller, he's in addition to any team who wouldn't take a solid second uh, cornerback. The Broncos actually have him. And yeah, they have the best secondary in the league. Oh, no doubt
1: about it. Justin Simmons, Patrick Sertan, who I think it's pretty interesting. His second start, he got his first career interception. His dad, way back in the day, in his second start got his first career interception yeah super I, cool i just think that stuff like that's really cool to see
0: yeah kind of like how Devontae smith his first nfl touchdown was in the same place same yard line same stadium as his uh, game winning for the national championship touchdown which that's yeah stuff like that stuff super, like that's interesting, so super interesting so interesting cool.
1: and like cool to think about
0: uh anyways going back to secondaries the bucks 49ers seahawks and vikings are all interested in veteran cornerback richard sherman However, the Bucks are looking to sign him after the legal stuff gets situated. Um, What's your take on this? I
1: mean, you're a Seahawks fan and Richard Sherman was a big part to that Legion of Boom. He was he one was of the, the second he, best player. On yeah, the he, was, of Boom. he was one of the founding members of that. And I mean, we're looking uh, before we started filming, we're looking at. Uh, older interviews with him and I saw that in his first 2 seasons he had 12 interceptions yeah. uh 4 forced fumbles it's it's amazing i mean he's a franchise player for you guys and you did watch him go to the 49ers and you know get coked by Tyreek Hill in the Super Bowl <laughs> but what's your take on him
0: being shopped around by the Buccaneers so going back to the 49ers i remember i was very sad when i saw him go to the Niners cuz I was still getting into football, but I was into football enough to where I knew how important he was. And I was definitely sad to see him go, but it was, I'm not going to say it's for the best because ever since then, the Seahawks have had terrible secondaries. Um, but yeah, as you said, he got completely just burnt by Tyree kill two seasons ago in the Super Bowl. I don't know why they thought that was a good matchup. (laughs) No, that was a terrible matchup. Um, but going to the bucks, I, okay. They do need a cornerback. Murphy bunting is hurt. But I think that the Seahawks need to prefer, pursue him more. Do you think so? I mean, Trey Flowers. I slammed this man a lot last season. I'm going to do it again. He did terrible last week. He did. Uh, A big part of the blame on that loss. I mean, there was a lot of factors. I mean, Russ could have stepped up. Uh, the co- coaching could have been better. Defense penalties. But it really goes down to Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers sucks at coverage. I'm going to be honest. He, he
1: definitely does. He I had mean-
0: one game where he locked up D-Hop and like... That's it. That's this, his only accolade yeah. in his career. He locked up D-Hop for one game. Yeah. I guarantee the next game he got smoked. <laughs> at least he's not Kevin King. Kevin King's terrible. Um, however, he Richard Sherman is just getting old. I, I, like,
1: I like to talk about that too. I love Richard Sherman. I think he's a fantastic and polarizing player, but he's just at this age where most corners at his age would have either hung up the cleats or they already have hung up the cleats. And... He's, there's just no denying it that he's just slowed down. I mean, his whole career, he's just been a his own corner. He hasn't been the fastest corner, but, but he was he, fast enough. Yeah. Kind of like um, Caleb Farley for the Titans. Uh, fast enough, but I mean, you know, his talent will take over. But while he still has that talent, in my opinion, he's just so slow. I mean, he can't, I don't think he can cover deep just because of how slow he is. I think whoever does sign him, I think it would make sense to put him at safety.
0: Yeah, and it sucks because I would love to see him back on Seattle, but they don't need another safety. Uh Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams are great. They don't need a Richard Sherman. The Bucks don't need a Richard Sherman. The Vikings, they could probably use a Richard Sherman at safety. Uh... And the 49ers, they don't need safeties. I don't want to see anybody go to the 49ers. I hate the <laughs> Niners. Um, and then it's definitely looking like the Bucs will pick them
1: up. So Yeah, the
0: Bucks are surprisingly the biggest contender. And I honestly actually it's not very surprising. They just won a Super Bowl. They're looking like they're gonna go back. Brady's playing the best football, honestly, ever. Again. Again. It's just yeah, not gonna go into Brady. We do it every week. But um yeah, it's a on if you want one more Super Bowl ring, this is your best shot. You go to the Bucks. Uh, I remember last season it was go to the Chiefs and you have a good shot Super Bowl rig. Now it's the Bucks, for sure. They have they have everything on both sides of the ball,
1: offense and defense. I mean, they have Antonio Brown looking like how he did on the Steelers.
0: Yeah. Uh, going over back to Denver, the Broncos could be up for sale after Pat Boland's death, and the potential buyers is a little bit weird. So first we got Peyton Manning. I would love to see that. Manning is Perfect. a legend in Colorado. And he he's, only played, played here for three seasons, I think. Yeah, he's a legend. And he knows the game. And he's likable. Everyone loves he's him. He's likable, and he's financially smart. And then there's Elway. Uh, Elway, Broncos legend. Probably the most notable Broncos player of all time. However, he was the GM, and that was terrible. Yeah, no. So I would not, not want to see while that.
1: While being a legendary quarterback himself, he could not find the talent to you know replace them or anything yeah it just wasn't there i think he's my least favorite buyer for uh the broncos ownership
0: and considering the other two buyers that's saying something uh so jay-z is considering by uh, buying the broncos uh i don't see it happening i don't see it being approved because jay-z has no connections in colorado sure he's a billionaire huge business guy um but no connections to colorado i don't really see him being likable Uh, a likable owner uh morale like fan morale would just go down if jay-z owned it
1: i think fan morale
0: would actually go up to be
1: honest because jay-z in music is polarizing i feel like it's a
0: generation thing
1: i think so too but like while i don't listen to a lot of jay-z i do know that jay-z is a pretty cool guy and if he were to own my team I wouldn't be too mad about that. I'd be pretty. I'd be pretty satisfied with it. Something cool is if he does get the buy, he would be the first NFL black owner.
0: Yeah, that is true.
1: That would be pretty cool to see. Uh, somebody else looking to buy it is Jeff Bezos.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh... Yeah, I don't. He he are, he kind of owns everything. That's not something to talk about on this show. But I mean, if he does, I think the Broncos will probably.
0: Go a to lot the of money. They'll have a lot of
1: money, and I think they're definitely going to the Super Bowl the year after.
0: Yeah, he's gonna make a ton of cap room for them. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, we're not gonna get into him because that's a whole different topic.
1: Yeah, not but for this show.
0: It's definitely a weird combination of people. I mean, Elway Manning that makes sense, but then you got Jay Z and Bezos. That's that's a weird combination for a football team. The thing is, though, back on Jay Z, he's been trying to buy an NFL
1: team for years now. He tried buying uh, the football team. He tried. I don't think it
0: was a Lions, but he tried buying another team. I do remember that. I don't know. I think as a football fan, I want to see someone who's associated with the organization uh, own that team, whether it be... I mean, I wouldn't want Elway to own my football team if I was a Broncos fan, but Manning would be perfect. Manning Manning's would, the best out of the four.
1: I think so. He,
0: was, he won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. He honestly was a huge... He's already a legend in Broncos football.
1: Uh, yeah, I think he had... in Arguably, I think he had the best portion of his career with denver
0: yeah i mean he, he had that uh touchdown record that he still holds and he passing yard. Record yeah passing well. yard record which he still holds so it's like he had a lot of notable achievements over here and he just yeah he's a likable guy I think even the Tom Brady fans like Peyton Manning. It's hard not to like it. Cowboys move rookie linebacker, Micah Parsons uh, to defensive end. And honestly, I like this move. I always kind of felt like he was more of a defensive end than a linebacker. I mean, watching that week one game against the Bucks, he was doing a lot of uh, blitzing. So I think it's a good move.
1: I think it's a good move. And it comes with the injury of what's his name? Uh, DeMarcus Lawrence or?
0: DeMarcus Lawrence. Yeah.
1: DeMarcus Lawrence gets, uh, gets hurt. So Micah Parsons, uh, steps up and it's really cool. Uh, I'm proud of him and he, while well, he does blitz, he's in coverage a little bit, but I think putting him at defensive end, I think it's going to be the better move.
0: For sure. Uh, so now it's time to get into quarterback injuries more in depth. Uh, Tyrod Taylor suffers, suffers hamstring injury Watson refuses to play, and Davis Mills started the game tonight. Now, that's just a whole lot of headlines at once for the Texans, and all of them are pretty negative. Yeah, most Um, definitely. Tyrod, he had played very good week one and two. Sure, he lost week two. Um, But week one, he looked really good. Week two, he looked solid until he got hurt. And then, uh, yeah, we all know about Watson and what's all happening there, so no need to go over that. And then Davis Mills played tonight. He didn't necessarily do great.
1: It wasn't bad either. It was what you kind of expect from a backup. He threw 168 yards and a touchdown.
0: Yeah, not terrible, uh, but not enough to win the game. Not
1: going to win you the game as Uh, they lost 24 to nine.
0: And then Carson Wentz, this poor man. He uh, sprained both of his ankles last week. I'm not sure how this happens because yeah, I'm not sure how that happens. But, yeah, he sprained both ankles, which, yeah, as I said, I just didn't really see him. Okay, it's super early in the season. Ankle sprains aren't a terrible injury. They can be bad, but two at once, man. Like, I kind of called it being a season that Carson Wentz isn't going to really do very good and he's going to be maybe injured again.
1: Mm, that's what we're looking at. And
0: that's what we're looking at. It sucks to see because Carson Wentz has so much potential. Yeah,
1: he, he had a promising career, and I think it's at the point that we can say had.
0: Yeah, it's he's done. Uh it sucks to say, but I feel like he should think about retirement. Yeah, on
1: on some Andrew Luck stuff. He
0: tries to prove himself every season, but he just keeps getting hurt. It's not good for him. And I can't imagine his keep, mental state, but man,
1: got to keep yourself safe, man.
0: Uh next up, Jarvis Landry tears his MCL week by week injury status. He has actually been placed on IR. Uh this sucks for the Browns cuz no update on OBJ as of now. And Jarvis Landry
1: was arguably the best wide receiver for us in the last two years. So Even with this,
0: OB, a healthy OBJ. Even
1: with a healthy OBJ. So this is big. Um, behind him is Rashad Higgins, People I Jones, Donovan Peoples-Jones is good as well. Um, I think it'll be a mix of the two, Donovan Peoples and
0: um, Rashad Higgins. Hopefully OBJ is back this week because yeah, I feel would... like he could do something pretty good. Um, Broncos' Josie Jewell uh, defensive end is done for the year after torn pectoral muscle. That sucks because he was playing pretty solid those first two weeks and then he got hurt.
1: And then Denver, just like the 49ers, lost a lot of players to injury last year. It just sucks to see another one just flop.
0: Yeah, talking about that uh, Broncos linebacker, Bradley Chubb, who had an amazing rookie season is out for eight weeks after ankle injury. He was hurt last week as well, or last season as well. Sorry. And Guess what? Um, he was
1: hurt the season before too.
0: So it's just injuries, man. They really ruin these guys' careers. I'm not gonna say it's gonna ruin his career yet because he's still young. I don't think it's career ending, but I feel like it's always been with his ankle.
1: Yeah, he does. Yeah, it is mostly his
0: ankle. It's really it sucks to see. Uh, Will Fuller is back from his uh, PED suspension. Um, not much more to say about that, especially considering the next piece of news is pretty bad. Uh, Tua is out with a rib injury, so his QB one is gone. I'm not sure who the QB over there is. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett, not a bad player. I think he could have been a starter after Andrew Luck left because he played really good at he the Colts. Fantastic. I'm not sure why they went after Phillip Rivers because he played amazing. So, hopefully, Jacoby Brissett can get the job done because, yeah, he has Will Fuller and um, Devontae Parker. Parker. And also, he has Jalen Waddle. So, he has a good enough receiving core. Um, but anyways, another quarterback injury. Andy Dall went out from knee injury bruise. And Fields has become QB1. Yeah,
1: and this comes to... And this comes as going against the Browns as his yeah. first career start. And something interesting I like to say is that if you listen to episode one of this season, I did say that Justin Fields would go out there on week three. I didn't say it was going to be because of an injury, but I did say that he was going to go out <laughs> in week three, and I just think that's really cool. For sure. Um I think the Browns' defense so far has been a little underwhelming than what I would like it to be. I don't think Justin Fields really can do that much to the Browns' defense. I think it's going to be a browns win i'd see it kind of similar to their game with the texans 31 to 21 but i I want to see justin Fields succeed but not at the
0: cost of a win for the browns for sure Um, another quarterback injury big ben is dealing with a pectoral injury i'm not sure if he's ruled out yet for sunday but if he is that's huge because they have the greatest quarterback of all time dwayne haskins as their backup so Uh, that's gonna be terrible.
1: Yeah, I mean the
0: Steelers already have a very iffy offense. Their defense really does carry.
1: Juju Smith is falling
0: off though. Juju Smith is not doing good, and Chase isn't really doing that good either. Chase Claypool is, and he's all right, but Deontay Johnson's been doing pretty good. Yeah, arguably he's a standout. But yeah, Juju, man, I liked him so much his rookie and most of his sophomore season, and then. His third year, he started doing the TikToks, and he just became annoying, and now he's not even doing anything. Yeah, it's
1: nothing productive, at least. It's real tough to see.
0: And then after a lengthy news segment, this is our last one. Uh, Bucks wide receiver Antonio Brown, the infamous Antonio Brown, is on the COVID list. If anyone going to be on it, it's going to be Antonio Brown. I
1: know. I, <laughs> we don't know what he was out doing, how he contracted it, but...
0: I think after joining uh, Tampa Bay, he has been more chill, though. I haven't really seen any huge headlines with him, which is good to see because he had a lot of those headlines in the span of the year between the helmets, uh, the icing or the frostbite on his own feet Ugh. and the um, just a bunch of other stuff.
1: I think he's cool because they're winning games and they won a Super Bowl. I guarantee you yeah. if they would have lost week one, against the Cowboys, I guarantee you would have had a spaz out or something. For
0: sure. So after a lengthy news segment, I'm going to get right into the uh, to the weird stats. So going back to Kirk Cousins, um, we talked about how good he was actually playing recently, and this just kind of proves it. he has recorded a 90 plus passer rating in 16 ga- consecutive games, ranking second all time in NFL history. The other two is Peyton Manning first and third. Uh, yeah, as I said, he's really been improving. I mean, the losses can be blamed on him somewhat, but that was two seasons ago. I mean... Last season he played good. This season he's playing good. I just don't really see him being the scapegoat anymore. Yeah, it's the defense. It's the defense, but
1: there's also times where you can see Kirk Cousins scared to step up.
0: That is towards true. Towards the end of the game. if it's a, He's not a clutch quarterback. That's the main thing. Yeah, he's But not. the defense always puts him in those situations where he has to be a clutch quarterback. Because, I mean... Going back to last season's game against Seattle, I mean, that was one of the best games of the season and Kirk Cousins couldn't clutch up at the end to get a first down. And the Seahawks ended up winning that game. So it kind of goes hand in hand. The defense can't do their part to keep the offense, the opposing team's offense from scoring. Then he has to go clutch and it just doesn't work.
1: You can't do that every single game.
0: No, we. I see, I'm a fan of a team who tries to do it every game and it does not work every game. <laughs> Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has not dropped a single pass this week two of last season. He has 145 consecutive targets that have to drop. That's amazing, but I still like Devonte more. Devonte is still better, um, and that may just because Devonte has a Rob throwing to him. I mean, Devonte has had kind of a slow start to the season, but so is Aaron Rodgers. And looking at Kyler Murray having an explosive start, that's something to do with it. But I'm still taking Devonte, but that's not discrediting Hopkins. Hopkins is amazing, yeah. I mean, as I said, that one season with the Texans, I think he had 123 receptions and zero drops. Like, that's insane numbers. Um, and then the last one for today, uh, Jared Goff is now 0 for nine without Sean McVay. Uh, if you guys don't know, in his rookie season, he played without Sean McG- In his rookie season, he played without Sean McVay for a while until they signed him on, and he lost all those games. And then now, without him on the Lions, it's even a worse spot to be in. Um, he's not winning anytime soon. No, and I mean, week one, he did play a really good game. It was surprising seeing them get, put that many points up on the board, but last week was the definition of bad. I mean, they played, week one, they played the 49ers, amazing defense, and they, could, they put up 44 points, I think, or 43 or something. They put up an, a huge number of points.
1: Point is Jared Goff threw 330 yards and three touchdowns.
0: Yeah, and then week two, they play against a low-tier defense and can't win the game. And especially because the first half, they were doing so good. And then the moment they get, like, as I said earlier, they lost that fourth and one, and then it all fell apart. They didn't score all for the rest of the game. And it was just, yeah, it was bad. Jared Goff has always been inconsistent.
1: And the thing is, with Sean McVay, Jared Goff had a microphone in his helmet. Yeah. And Sean McVay would call the plays out, and he would while the defense is out there, he would tell Jared Goff, hey, look over here when you take the snap. And Jared Goff kind of relied on that a little too much, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that's why we're gonna
0: start seeing the decline of Jared Goff. We've already seen it. I mean, last season they made the playoffs, they beat the Seahawks or whatever. But even then, Jared Goff did not play very good. Jared Goff's not a good quarterback, I hate to say, uh, but Matthew Stafford's living it up over in LA, 2-0 and right now. And he couldn't be happier
1: all right we're gonna go ahead and go into our hot
0: takes uh i'm gonna go ahead and let you take the spot first all right so mine is josh allen is gonna have a regressful season compared to last year i mean we're already seeing it last season we all know he balled out he was the mvp candidate he was looking amazing multiple
1: 400 yard passing games
0: yeah he was just all around looking like a great quarterback i mean he's still good don't get me wrong but last season he looked great he looked elite uh this season is a lot different though i mean again we are two weeks in this is a way too early prediction however he is not doing so hot right now i mean let's see he yeah. both of his games he has not gone over 300 yards in week one he had
1: 279 week two he had 179
0: exactly and then on top of that he only has two passing touchdowns correct yeah so that's not good. I mean, it doesn't take a sports analyst to know that's not very good. Especially
1: blowing out the Dolphins thirty-five to zero and only having one touchdown and a hundred and
0: seventy-eight nine yards. I mean, yeah. I mean, they won the game. They did what was needed, but I was expecting more performance. And
1: Diggs isn't doing that well either.
0: What I'm curious about is what's up with Diggs because Diggs is number one guy. I mean, Cole Beasley is good, not great. He's good, solid wide receiver too but Diggs is that number one guy. He was a contender for Rookie or not Rookie of the Year, sorry, Offensive Player of the Year last season. And overall, he was just doing amazing. I think he actually led the league in uh, receiving yards. It was either him or Travis Kelsey, which is that that's kind of weird that Kelsey was up there. But um, either way, Stefan Diggs had multiple. Stephon, yards. yeah, Diggs is doing amazing. This year, he doesn't have both games, he only has 60. Yep, 69 and 60. And does he have a touchdown yet? no 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 touchdowns so it's like i kind of blame it on Diggs, but also Allen, he's learned how to adapt to his receivers having an off game because like you look at other receivers around the league and they can adapt to that no problem Even
1: rookies rondale moore has been popping
0: off of kyler murray so it's like your your number one guy may not be doing good and that looks like it's the case over in buffalo However, you need to be able to adapt to that and be able to make your number two guy look good. I mean, last season we saw that with DK and Lockett. However, this season that role seems to kind of switch. But it's those elite quarterbacks are always able to make the other guys get involved. I mean, uh, Mahomes does it with Kelsey and Hill. I mean, those two guys are insane at football. So it's not very hard, but still. And then Brady does it with his guys. And Rogers can... If Devontae Adams is having an off game, he has... Lazard and Valdez Scantling, which honestly are two not very great options, but he makes them look good. Starters. Yeah, he makes them look good. So Josh Allen is not gonna even be in the MVP conversation. Yep. if he keeps playing like this. He's like not even a top 20 quarterback based off of stats.
1: Let's say not top not 15, but not top
0: 15. But yeah, it's just such a surprise to see how far he's how far stats have really regressed since last season. Again, it is week two. This is subject to change. I, I hope it changes because I like Josh Allen, I like Stephon Diggs. I was rooting for them to go all the way after all my teams left <laughs> playoffs. Uh, uh, they were my third pick for going all the way, but how, that didn't work obviously. Um, so yeah, I'm really hoping that they get out of this rut. I mean, they're one and one can't be not terrible. But- uh, they lost to the Steelers off of a terrible offensive performance. So, yeah, I'm not sure what's really going on over there. Hopefully they
1: turn things around for sure. It's much
0: needed for that city because they finally had that one season of excellence and they made it to the playoffs again after playoff drought. I mean, they made it the year before, but this season was actually serious because nobody saw them going far last year. But now, Um,
1: yeah, because... Or two seasons ago. Yeah, yeah. because two seasons ago... They went nine and seven, like snuck in Barely the wild cars. Cars. Um, No one expected them to go far, but then last season- 12 and four, uh, won, yeah, the division, 12 and four won the UFC division, Championship. I mean, it was really looking realistic for them, but God had other plans. And while on the topic of MVP, that's gonna go into my hot take. I think Kyler Murray could possibly win the MVP if he plays the way he is. Like, Like we said, it's just two weeks of football but my gosh 300 yards 320 plus yards for the first game 400 exactly the second game and that's just passing that's not
0: his rushing rushing. numbers are crazy
1: too his rushing numbers are solid i think it's 31 and 21 uh both games he's had a rushing touchdown and just this last week he had five total touchdowns, or he had four total touchdowns five in the first week uh he's balling out and Cardinals are looking like a real threat on offense. They do need to work on some things on defense for sure. Hopefully they can bring back Chandler Jones. But for now, the way Kyler's playing, it's looking amazing. I brought it up earlier. He has more of a gunslinger uh mentality. Yeah, he has a more gunslinger mentality to him. Uh if he sees an opening, he's gonna take it. That does lead to a couple picks, which he does have but his touchdowns still way outweigh those interceptions just based off of his skill set alone and he does have the wide receivers to back it up christian kirk rondell moore deandre hopkins and even on bench you got andy isabella like it goes on kyler Murray has a real shot i believe at at least at the least getting some mvp votes if he continues to play this way
0: yeah he's playing insane right now but again it depends on how the rest of the season goes uh turnover wise because we know that could be a huge factor i mean look over, at, I hate to bring Wilson in every conversation we have, but look at last season, Wilson, he was one of the leaders in passing touchdowns and was one of the yard leaders, but those interceptions really brought him out of the conversation. Now if Kyler keeps consistently throwing interceptions, like, cause so far he's thrown uh, interceptions each game. If he keeps throwing those interceptions each game, that's just going to bring him down um also depends on how the team does as a whole finishing their record because he could be the best quarterback in the world but if their team doesn't make the playoffs or isn't very good um then he's not gonna get a vote but overall i don't see either of those really happening i could see him being a, a mvp candidate i think he already is an mvp candidate um and honestly this is a good gateway to go into our next for the bonus segment this week we're going to go into our top offensive players but uh, the most skilled positions so first off quarterback running back and wide receiver
1: let's go ahead and hop into quarterback um obviously riding off of what i said i got kyler murray um his style of play is my favorite if i could pick a quarterback to play a certain way it would be kyler murray how he can go he's just as good in the pocket as he is out of the pocket and sometimes he will purposely go out of the pocket just to extend plays on purpose. Uh, Kyler Murray has really high IQ, and I just think there's a ton of upside to him.
0: Yeah, I agree. But however, there is one quarterback. You may not have heard of him. He's a quarterback down in Tampa Bay. His name's Tom Brady. Uh, I think that he's the best quarterback in the league right now. I mean, 655 yards, nine touchdowns, and two interceptions. Not only that, but he's just yeah he's playing insane right now and I think it's an age thing really the fact that he is uh 45 now and still putting up these just amazing better than last year better than last year better than the year before I mean his last season the Patriots was forgettable and he's saying that he's playing better right now than he did when he was 25 that's that's 20 years ago that's 20 years like he says he feels better 20 years later playing a very physical sport
1: he probably has another like four years to be honest He says
0: 50 is his goal i mean he said it in an interview with gronk recently i recommend checking it out but that's that's...
1: insane to think about 50. and the
0: thing is i didn't believe it last okay when he was going to the when it was last season the patriots i thought he's gonna retire like i thought he was done but the fact that he is playing amazing football right now he's playing mvp caliber football at 45 years old like that's just that's insane and yeah kyler murray's doing great um however tom brady i just think is doing better just because of his the age and experience i mean okay the the age is such a huge thing for me because kyler murray is very young uh, one rookie of the year two years ago he's doing great but tom brady nobody expects this from him he's he's old Like you see other quarterbacks like Drew Brees, what was he, 42 when he retired? And you could just see how far he regressed. But yet Tom Brady is probably playing better right now than Drew Brees ever has in his whole career.
1: Yeah, that's arguably
0: valid. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to say Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the league right now. And I don't really wanna say that because-
1: Speaking of his age real quick though, um, the oldest player in NFL history is quarterback George Blanda and uh-huh. he retired at 48 years old he was a quarterback and a place kicker okay um so that's another record brady could possibly
0: beat That that i can see it happening as i said he's already playing great football right now i mean all it takes is one injury i do not wish that on him at all it does take one injury though it still would be cool to see though i i, I honestly i would like to see brady play at least 50. i hated him on the patriots and i like him on the Bucks. yeah i mean we I- talked about it last week he's so much more likable now uh, so next up, we got uh, running backs, and I think we both kind of agree on this one. It's kind of hard to not agree. Derrick Henry, best yeah, running maybe. back in the game right now. I mean, uh, a new story that we missed earlier, Christian McCaffrey did get hurt tonight. Um, we're not really too sure what it is. People think it's a hamstring injury, so we're not going to do a four report on that until we learn more. But I think with Christian McCaffrey out for now, it just goes to Derrick Henry 100%. Yeah, for sure. Um, on the season so far, he has 52 attempts. 240 yards uh, averages 4.6 yards a carry and has three touchdowns plus he has nine receptions so he's i mean they're granted they are very easy basic receptions however he is starting to show that he is able to catch those because i mean a huge argument for derrick henry i remember last season first episode we ever did my hot take was a big one it was uh derrick henry's miles ahead of christian mccaffrey and your argument back to that was well mccaffrey is uh he can do more than just run, yeah. I mean, but I think Derrick Henry is now showing that he could. I mean, okay, granted, as I said, it's very small passes, but he's showing that he is capable of it. He's capable of it,
1: but until Derrick Henry rushes for a thousand and receives for a thousand, I'll say that he's better than Christian McCaffrey.
0: For sure, but yeah, as of right now for the season, Derrick Henry's the best. Yeah, the as of right now, I would say Derrick Henry as well. Yeah, so not too much of an argument on that one. However, this next one, these two receivers, we both have different opinions. They're they're neck and neck right now.
1: They're identical, no matter what way you look at it. Three touchdowns alike. They both have just a little over, just a little under 300 yards receiving. Uh, Cooper Cup is going to be the receiver that I'm most high on. He plays with the Rams, with Matthew Stafford. They are clicking. Their chemistry is like they've played with each other for years um
0: i love it and i think they're doing great uh so my wide receiver uh, same division uh I, i'm going with tyler lockett now Lockett and wilson they've had that connection for years but this is the prime of that connection that we've seen um lockett has been making these amazing catches he's been making amazing plays uh yeah multiple uh, two 100 yard plus games and he as he said three touchdowns to his name so both of them have very equal stats right now it's it's crazy but i think it just really goes down to the skill level of these guys now i know i'm just trying to base this off of this season alone but i think because these two players are so neck and neck we kind of have to go more off of a career um ty lockett makes insane catches
1: yeah he's Uh, You've been going off about how underrated he is for a long time, and with DK not really doing that much these first two games, um, Tyler Lockett has been able to get downfield quicker. He's been able to get open, and Russell Wilson's been really looking his way.
0: Yeah, I mean, because before Lockett, uh, I mean, before DK came into Seattle, we had Doug Baldwin, and Doug Baldwin was that wide receiver one. Great, great wide receiver, miss him a lot, but uh, then Ty Lockett was that wide receiver too. That was just, he would have that amazing game every once in a while, but besides that, he'd just be that consistent guy. And then DK came in and just immediately took the league by storm, especially last season. I mean, Lockett and DK both did great, but DK really shined. And then now we're seeing a complete shift. I mean, DK not doing terrible right now, but considered like how he did last season, it's a huge change.
1: Yeah, DK doesn't have over a hundred yard games this year
0: yeah uh, and lock has too yeah <laughs> um but yeah i think just yeah as i said these two uh wide receivers that we're comparing are so neck and neck that we just kind of have to look at their overall skill level and i just think i mean you could probably put together a five minute highlight tape of just incredible catches that tyler lockett has made and that's why I think that Tyler Lockett's the best receiver in the league as of right now.
1: Yeah, DK has 60 yards and touchdown week one and just 53 yards a week two.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right now, both uh, Lockett and Cup are uh, one and two in fantasy. Yeah. So, do you have any more reasons why Cooper Cup might be number one over Tyler Lockett? I mean, Cooper Cup has had Jared Goff for a while now, and now he has the opportunity to
1: shine. And I've always heard Cooper Cup as being underrated. I looked at his film and I thought, yeah, I could see that. But now with a real quarterback like Matthew Stafford throwing to him, we're actually
0: seeing that in motion. For sure, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, Jared Goff, he's not very good. As we said earlier, he was 0-9 without Sean McVay. So I think it's a huge thing, definitely. I mean, they... With a good quarterback, Cooper Cup has been doing things that he has never been able to do before. And Jared Goff, he was the definition of inconsistent. Uh, for example, that Super Bowl one that he got to didn't do anything at all. That was again the worst Super that Bowl was I've the ever watched. Worst
1: Super Bowl in NFL. I'd rather watch a
0: blah. At least we get to see some team score.
1: I know. I, I don't even. I think the final score was like nine to three or something.
0: Yeah, it, twelve it to three. I believe. Twelve to three. It was yeah. terrible. But anyways. So yeah cooper cup never really had a good quarterback throwing to him and now he does and it's showing how great he could be um i do think that both of these wide receivers are gonna start slowing down though uh that i could see that but... i mean you look at okay so example last season with uh dk and locket dk started off doing amazing Second half, he started slowing down. Granted, that was because the pass or the passing uh, started going down drastically after that one bad game, and then Lockett started becoming that one guy because he had three touchdowns, uh, 150 yards against the Cardinals last season. So they kind of shifted those positions. I mean, uh, Tyler Lockett really feasted that second half of the season, whereas DK feasted the first half. I could see that exact exact same thing happening this season.
1: The thing is though with Cooper Cup is the only other wide receiver there is Robert Woods. Robert Woods is solid. He's solid, but he's not the best receiver in the league at the moment. He's not leading any stat line, but Cooper Cup is, and I think Cooper Cup is somebody that when teams go against the Rams, they're going to scheme around Cooper Cup, making sure that he doesn't get open. Whereas if you go against Seattle, you got to worry about Tyler and DK. While Tyler could get shut down, there's an opportunity for DK. Whereas there's Cooper Cup. I mean, he's a man amongst the boys in that wide receiver
0: locker room, yeah. in my opinion. Um, but yeah, just stepping away from this conversation really quick. Just how insane is it that the two top wide receivers in the league right now are in the same division? Same division. It's crazy. To As we talked right. about uh, last week or two weeks ago, that's division in football. Definitely one of um, honestly, just to add a little bit more to this segment, uh, do you think the AFC West is a contender? I mean, the West is, seems like the best in both divisions.
1: Yeah, um, if you look at the AFC, if you look at the AFC, there's only two teams that are undefeated, and they're both in the AFC West: the Broncos and the Raiders. And the Chargers and the Chiefs are also in that division. Granted, they're one and one, but. The Chiefs have been to the Super Bowl the last two years. Mm-hmm. The Raiders have just been waiting to have a good season. I mean, and Derek Carr's playing. He's another guy we could have talked about earlier. He's playing MVP yeah, he's, caliber football right he now. He is. He's balling out. I think he's top three. No, I think he's leading the. He's leading in yards. He's right leading now. the league in yards passing, and that's saying something with Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Chargers, you have Justin Herbert. They're young, amazing quarterback. Yeah, and that whole team in general is a little young. I don't see I don't see them as a contender to being like second division. I see them being either three or four.
0: Denver is very iffy for me.
1: Yeah, that's fair. They haven't had any real competition, but their offense is looking really good with Teddy Bridgewater. He's taking chances downfield while also remaining with the check down game. He's, not really putting the ball into tight windows. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's only throwing to wide open receivers, but if they're open enough, he'll take the chance at throwing at them, but he's not gonna make them a Mahomes like play. He's not gonna go out there and be like Kyler Murray, but Denver just needs a quarterback that can get them to win in order to make it to the playoffs. They just need just a little better than a fringe starter. And I think that's what Teddy Bridgewater is. So on offense, I think they're fine defense they are going to have to step up and face some real offenses because let's face it daniel jones and the giants week one were not good um i will bite my tongue and say daniel jones did better week two against washington but week one they were not looking good against denver mm-hmm. week two they went against a sorry urban meyer led jaguars yep where trevor lawrence threw two interceptions where he previously had thrown three the game prior and that's just not real competition. And they're about to go against the Jets on Sunday. When Zach Wilson, Zach just, threw Wilson just threw four horrible interceptions. In so, one game. In one game. So they, I hope that their defense doesn't get too comfortable with playing these bad offenses, but I wouldn't say Denver's iffy for me. I wouldn't say they're winning the division by all means, but I think they're two, but I could see them as two or three, but definitely not
0: last. I mean, yeah, going over this division, if you see the Chiefs with a better roster than last season, they're going to win the division.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think
0: without a doubt they're winning that division. I mean, they're just a powerhouse of a team. They're they have potential to be the new Patriots. Uh, that's gonna. I'm not. I hope that doesn't buy me back, but you I, they're say the amazing. Same
1: thing about the Buccaneers as well.
0: Yeah, both teams are amazing right now. But the Chiefs are definitely the standout team in the AFC. They have been for the past three years, um, and then the Broncos, as you said. They haven't had any real challenges now my hot take on teddy bridgewater is pretty bad i have not given up on it yet i do want teddy bridgewater to ball out don't get me wrong but at the same time i think the moment they're uh they go against a good defense or a good offense and that's gonna be a real hard um wake-up call for them because as you said they played the they played the giants they played the jaguars now they play the jets now those three teams could arguably all be discussed as the worst three teams as of last season uh with the texans in there of course um so but yeah i don't know i think the broncos they look really good right now because they don't play real competition now i'm not saying that they're going to do bad against real competition because there's a lot of teams who do amazing against real competition but then they could lose to a bad team we see a lot i mean
1: yeah and then we're really gonna see it with the rest of the season because listen to their schedule after the jets so obviously they start out uh against the giants the jaguars and the jets but after this this is when we're gonna see if denver has it or not they go against baltimore followed by pittsburgh followed by uh the raiders and then they go on against cleveland and then they go against... They get a little bit of a break. They go against Washington. And then after that, immediately go against Dallas. And then after that, they go against Philadelphia and have a bye week. So
0: they're looking like they're coming down there. but So two two chief matchups in the second half of the season for them.
1: Yeah, it's going to be week 13 and week
0: 18. Okay. Um, I, I don't like their schedule. I mean... It starts off way too easy for them. It starts off way too easy, but it also ends kind of not bad. So, after their bye
1: week, they go against the Chargers and the Chiefs, also pretty heavy teams. But then, week 14 and 15, they have Detroit and Cincinnati. Those yeah. are two easy wins, you yes. could argue. And then the
0: last three games are divisional games Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs. That last three game stretch run could be the most important for the for the playoffs this season. It could be the most important for the AFC West in general because who knows how it's gonna go for each team. But yeah, going back to what I was saying, the Raiders. I'm not worried about them. Sadly, I'm not a Raiders fan, but they have become more likable recently. I wouldn't say so, but Their fans fan stuck. I'm sorry if you're a Raiders fan. But their fans are annoying, yeah, but okay. the team has become more likable.
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't go as far to say that. Um, I'm just, I just can't get behind the colors. I can't get because behind the yeah. name. I can't get behind the logo. I'm just a hater, unfortunately. Sorry about that. But they are. I can admit that they're good. Like yes. When the Patriots were winning Super Bowls, I didn't like them, but I had, I had the courage to admit that they were good. And that's just the same situation with the Raiders.
0: Yeah. By any means, I'm not a Raiders fan. I don't like the Raiders. I do not like the Raiders at all. <laughs> but, but I just wanted to clarify that. But recently. They, I don't know. They're just I like like that Monday Night Football game. I was kind of rooting for them in the end of it. No, like, I definitely
1: was not. You know, <laughs> he, I,
0: I do like Lamar
1: Jackson, so I was definitely on his side for that game.
0: But yeah, anyways, and then the Chargers. I think the Chargers are a great team. Uh, Justin Herbert's great. They just have
1: a very terrible owner. That's it. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't make the best choices, not for the team, but like in general, the world around him. But
0: yeah, they're not going to have success until they find a good owner. Which kind of sucks to see. Mm-hmm. Then you look at the Chiefs. I mean, as I said, we went power the powerhouse Super- team. Yeah, we went to
1: the Super Bowl the last two years.
0: Mahomes is still playing great football. Travis Kelsey's looking good. Hill's doing good. Just Chiefs doing Chief things. Yeah, and then
1: the Broncos, they've just been waiting on a quarterback. And we'll yeah. see if Teddy Bridgewater is that guy. It's looking like it so far, but it's just two games. There's 16 more weeks left. And
0: with that, we're going to conclude this episode of Jake and Benny's Backyard Football.
1: Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We appreciate every listener that we get, whether it's one, two, three, four. We appreciate every single one of you that listen. If you want to stay up to date with us, you can follow us on our socials. Jake and Benny's Backyard Football on Facebook, Backyard Football Podcast on IG, Jake and Benny FB on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week.